0: You don't really want to open the, the show with the sound of like me snorting water down my lungs, do you I don't think that's really attractive. Good morning, I love
1: the smell of my pump in the morning.
2: Basically, we've got to that stage in lockdown where Mary's trying to find things to keep herself at her tages now and resorted to snot and water. Because <laughs> alcohol and drinking, it's just not, not doing it for her no, anymore. So she's it's gonna, just,
0: just she's, not numbing the pain.
2: She's going to do a trial run with water first and see how that feels, and she's gonna going to be to vodka.
0: <laughs> Waterboarding myself just to feel something. That's the stage of lockdown with that.
2: <laughs> Next, she'll be DMing Army Hammer. <laughs> Honestly, sure. this
0: is like, this is the best thing, the best story I have heard in such a long time. And every day I go onto Instagram, somebody else has come out about some body part they wants to consume or tie up or, you know, whatever. It's, it's amazing. I love this.
2: It's something I a cracker on Twitter, actually. It was a, a picture on my grey's knee, like, uh, mm-hmm. lying on the ground next to a bike, looking dead dramatic, saying, me uh, after falling off my bike next to Army Hammer's house. <laughs>
0: it's absolutely crazy like I mean I had barely heard of him like at all like I always just knew he was the guy with the same name as the toothpaste and I I hadn't really seen like anything that he was in and then all of a sudden it's just like he is into like not even into kink because I'm not going to kink shame anyone but he wants to eat people (laughs) like that's a whole other level
2: yeah I mean I won't kink shame anybody unless it involves I don't know murder that's kind of a good boundary yeah I mean, <laughs> I, you I, set boundaries. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> I mean, I know I do, I do know that there are certain cannibals and people that like to be eaten. And mm-hmm. That's a controversial subject in itself. But yeah, I don't know these are these DMs unsolicited as well. I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. Apparently, he had a group of women who were called kittens. Who were like, I don't want to say <laughs> slaves, but that's kind of how he referred to them. And he was just. I think the kind of thing is, like, if he'd had a fallen out with his wife or whatever, he would just message one of these group of women who he would hook up with for extremely rough sex. That's pretty much it, isn't it? I mean, and there's extremely
2: became... I mean, rough sex and it's Patrick Bateman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's obviously crossed a line somewhere. I mean, not even that, like, his poor wife, he was obviously doing this while we were married and they'd been married for a long time and it just, oh... God. I wonder if she knew or if he totally led this double life where he was like all sweetness and light at home and going out to like fucking break somebody's ribs at the weekend.
2: Yeah. I mean, do you think you got looking like, you see her journal and it's something like, uh, made my husband steak again tonight. He seems to want it rarer and rarer each time.
1: <laughs> How many barbecues can we have in one week? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not even liking the thing anymore.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I mean, and apparently Jennifer Lopez, I mean, what a loss to filmmaking, Jennifer Lopez, has uh, cut him out of her latest movie, which is called Shotgun Wedding, which, I mean, there's probably a joke in there somewhere, but he's lost a job because of it anyway. Yes, I actually think he's
2: quite a good actor as well. He was really good I don't man think I've really Marco.
0: seen... Him. Oh, right, okay, so I have seen him in that. That's been about it, in then, I think.
2: The social network. He played the twins.
0: Oh, right, okay, I've seen him in more stuff than I think, then. He's just, I mean... I obviously have just forgotten that he existed because I feel like I haven't really seen him in anything but there's two quite big movies that I've definitely seen that he's been in.
1: I mean, he was supposed to be it. Batman, wasn't he? In the Justice yes. League film. Yeah, George yeah, Mills Justice he League. film. Yeah, they had a whole cast set up for that and he was Batman. They basically
2: filmed relative unknowns at the time and that was the idea. Uh, I can understand why it really got off the ground when you think about it from that point of view, try to make a film of that scale mm. but not cast recognisable actors. But... Yeah, who knows how things would have went if he got that role? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I don't think <laughs> I don't think not getting a role is what turned him to cannibalism, but who knows? It's a slippery slope. <laughs> There's so many actors out there who just you know they missed out on that all important role, and all of a sudden they just want to barbecue their girlfriends.
2: Yeah, well, if you watch that uh, documentary, you cannot kill David Arquette. How his career spiraled and took a turn, and anyway, what he ended up. What it kind of leads to? He almost died in a wrestling yeah. ring. Yeah, yeah. it's throat cut. His neck got cut. Sorry,
1: I've listened to what? interviews with him when he was. Uh publicising the, the film, and he was talking about all that, and just, he was actually speaking, and he, he, he came across as being sort of really sort of level-headed about the whole thing, and you're thinking, it's not a level-headed sort of thing that you're doing, mate, you know? It's it's really kind of extreme, you know? So long story short, I will a get the podcast in a minute, but long story short, like, um,
2: David Arquette was in WCW, which was as big, if not bigger than WWF at the time, as a cross-promotional thing to promote his new film. It was a wrestling movie, and they made a decision mm-hmm. to give him the world, to have him win the world title, mm-hmm. which was a big no no amongst like, wrestling right. fans and the old timers mm-hmm. and stuff. For saying it's a prestigious title, this is just people don't think wrestling is real anymore. But this is taking the piss, uh-huh. it's saying mm-hmm. that anybody could win this, there's, there's no prestige to it. But that's haunted them for like 20 years. And the film didn't do many favors either because it was a bomb. So they didn't be taking them seriously as an actor. We mm-hmm. think it with for screaming stuff like that, before that, it was actually like, um. It was on the cover of Vanity Fair with DiCaprio. Oh, really? Yeah, and Bredito Toro and things like that. It was seen as one of the next big things. But he just kind of took it off of the route. But now he wanted, he wanted to kind of become a wrestler mm-hmm. to try and kind of redeem himself in the eyes of wrestling mm-hmm. fans. So he basically starts right at the bottom and tries mm-hmm. to build himself up. But he has a match where it goes terribly, terribly wrong. And it gets like he's, I don't know, I don't think it's an artery, but it's close to it. But that glass cuts his neck and he has to get rushed to the hospital. And it's it, 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 it could have died. And the fact is, I think he's at forty six at a time. His body's in no shape to be doing this. And he's got neurologists and doctors saying, "Don't do this. It's a terrible mm-hmm. idea." It's worth watching it's a great documentary. <laughs> uh, I mean, that
0: literally feels like the plot of the wrestler, but
2: <laughs> but obviously it's a rocky story. The documentary. It's a, and that's not going to mm-hmm. spoil, but it's, it's supposed to be a feel-good redemption story. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you think David Arquette, you're like. Really, David Arquette—he's still a thing. But it talks about like going additions for ten years and not getting roles. Do you think David Arquette is still auditioning, even Um, though you know it's 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 worth watching, even just to see his new wife.
0: I'm gonna finish off the serpent because I am loving that. I have to say, I'm really quite obsessed with Tahar Rahim. Like he's literally not made. Like I'm looking back at stuff that I've seen him in, like the Last Panthers, A Prophet, The Lumen Tower. Like he's brilliant and everything and i'm going to watch the richard ramirez uh, documentary this weekend as well the yeah. night stalker just because what's a weekend without a bit of a serial killer chat you know that's but awesome. i'll put it the dark down on my list
2: yeah it's worth watching i've recorded the off guy it, it was good that's enough serial killer chat i think let's talk about
0: the films <laughs> <laughs> i mean Honestly, like because obviously we're doing these two films, and because of all this Army Hammer stuff, I'm just looking back on Frenzy and going, "This could be a documentary."
2: <laughs> yeah, and Psycho, and anything American Psycho. American Psycho is a big one though because Army Hammer has that look to him.
0: Aye, I get Aye. what you mean. Yeah, get
2: what you mean. Yeah, you know it, it could easily be a real life Patrick Bateman.
0: I mean, I think <laughs> the messages would suggest that yes. <laughs>
2: Yes. So they actually put a clip up in American Psycho and it was it was it was, it was, it was uh, Army Hammered footing. it's the scene <laughs> where the uh, Patrick Bates talking to the the bar the bar uh-huh. in the pub. He's like a stupid fucking ugly bitch. I want to take off your face and eat your guts. I mean oh, I, 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 everybody thought Lone Ranger would be the worst thing that Army Hammer did. <laughs> <laughs> well, is he not in the
0: new what's the word of looking for they uh, kind of the Kenneth, uh, Poirot, uh, Death on the Nile.
1: Is he not in that? Yes, yeah, he's in that. Yeah, and Spoilers, obviously he was in. Uh, be the <laughs> he was in Call Me by Your Name as well. The Luca Guadagnino film. Which yeah, I still have
0: his very very, that. very well. It's in it.
2: Yeah. It's a picture somebody put up. It was a clip Clutchy Hannibal, the show, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it said Army Hammer and Timothy Shamoley. <laughs> yeah, Me uh, yeah. by your name. Oh man. Oh, well, I remember actually. will talk about the fact so I won't spoil it for John, but I watched, I'm thinking of ending things last night. Right. Where the fuck <laughs> is that ending? I <laughs>
0: know. It was so annoying because I had hyped this up so much and I was like, oh, Chris, this book was so good. I really enjoyed it. I used to read it in Waterstones when I was waiting for Chris to finish work because I was on shift and I was like, this book was so good. And then we watched, <laughs> watched the movie and Chris just turned to me really slowly within the last 10 minutes and was like, what the fuck is going
2: on? <laughs> Jen done the same. She turned to me and said, what the fuck did I just watch? Because up until that uh, point, I think she was, she was enjoying it, it was amazing.
0: Fine. It was amazing up until the last 10-15 like, minutes and I was just like, just all over it. It was terrible. Yeah,
2: it was weird. Did you watch it after the credits bit?
0: Oh shit, no, was there an after the credits bit? I, I mean, the, by the time it was finished, I was done with it, so no, I didn't realise there was an after the credits bit.
2: I'd watch it, John. Uh, I don't know, I'd, I, I I, think I'd appreciate it more because I read the book, or listened to the, book, the mm-hmm. audiobook which after the mm-hmm. book digested it for a day. I enjoyed more than first. I still think there's something a bit I kind of rushed about the ending.
1: Uh, maybe, you said but, that
2: earlier, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to say it because I don't want to spoil it for you, but it reminds me of something else. I think it's quite gimmicky to an extent, but I didn't dislike it. I just need mm-hmm. to think about it. Yeah,
0: I, think. I think there was a lot of hate for the movie because people, like obviously, Sydney, as you know, there's a lot of changes that happen like, throughout the different yeah. scenes and, and people were like, I don't understand this. And it's like, it's probably one of those ones where you do actually have to have read the book to kind of get the context a wee bit, I think. I don't know.
2: No, I I prefer, I I think I appreciated the film a lot more having known the story.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Bizarrely. And I think it's something I better watch twice as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought, uh, is it David Dulles? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. I thought he was really good in it. I thought he was really good in it. And uh, obviously, my husband, the guy from Fargo, whose name I forget all the time, who's in Game Night.
2: Jesse.
1: Uh, oh, Jesse Clemens. Plemons. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah.
1: It's good, John. I'd, I'd recommend it. Um... Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen the, the trailers and stuff for it, so yeah, I will give it a go. It's just yeah. so many things in the go at the moment, let's face it. Yeah. That's very true. Well,
0: I want to either get Pieces of a Woman or Promising Young women watched this weekend so I can write the review, but my heart is drawn to Night, Night Stalker. I can't not watch that. I'm kind of obsessed.
1: <laughs> well, women, I promising young women isn't out until March or something like that, or no. Oh, pe- pe- people are seeing it now this weekend,
0: or is that just America? Because like I have seen
1: a lot. Maybe it, may be, this it stuff. may be the US. Yeah, we're we're not oh. getting it. I don't think for another, another couple of weeks or so, and obviously it's just going to be online here anyway. So yeah. In fact, it's online yeah. in America as well. What I'm saying? Of course, it's yeah. Yeah, it's it's really strange, isn't it, when that happens when there's stuff getting still there, there's still delays and stuff coming out here when. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out in the states and all that. I just don't understand it yeah, because because
0: apart- uh, apparently the Mauritanian, which is I'm going to watch it as part of the film festival. Apparently that's been out on VOD in the states for weeks as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I've seen reviews of that. So what the fuck? But that that kind of happens with festivals. Not so much with like major films like uh, Minari, the mm-hmm. opening film. That's out in VOD in other parts of mm-hmm. the world. It happens all the time. They get released in different territories in different times, and sometimes you you find that something's been out for seven or eight months before you actually get to see it at a festival, even before it's even released here. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, promising a young, young woman was supposed to be out uh, last March. It's meant to hit the cinemas yeah. last March. Yeah, because it was it was a surprise film at the film festival last year.
0: I know and I'm gutted that I didn't go to it because um, I'd seen all the trailers for it and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And I really like is it Emerald Fennel that's written it. Like She's written quite a lot of like really good scripts and she works with Phoebe Waller-Bridge quite a lot and I've been dying to see it. And literally I was looking on Twitter and I was like, oh my God, it must be coming to like VOD or whatever this weekend. And then it said it was a US release only and I was like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> how does that work? It's streaming. Why isn't it just everywhere? Yeah,
1: it just means it's available elsewhere but not through proper channels. That's what I happens, see.
2: you know? It's yeah. not, not great. I'm terrible at this, hosting I'm lucky, I'm just, I could do this Aye. all day. You, you,
1: you're only the one that's done more podcasts than anybody else. I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but I haven't, haven't hosted in a while. Nervous.
1: We, <laughs> yeah, we can tell.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <I'll keep laughs> I'm to thinking I need to put that intro that I try and avoid fucking top of the lockdown, the pandemic, to be honest with you. I know. Uh, I know. With on the point, but I won't go.